Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to the Jessica Harlow podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I don't really want to waste your time this week with like a huge long intro since it's been a while since I last recorded an episode. My allergies have been like absolutely horrible this year. My sinuses were so bad. I didn't have a voice for like over a week. And just like the rest of the time, I've just sounded completely awful. Like I made Howard Stern sound like a phone sex operator. Like I'm not even kidding. That's how bad it was. (laughs) And I'm not saying that I sound great this week, but it'll just have to do because I really wanted to sit down and talk to you guys. I love you all so much. And it really means so much to me that you are enjoying the podcast, that you are telling me how much it's resonating with you guys, and that it's really helping you. That's all I want anyway. So today is the very last day of Mercury Retrograde. I mean, anybody who has doubts about the validity of Mercury Retrograde, I mean, don't you remember that like two weeks ago, Instagram went down for hours, if not like almost a whole entire day. Um, Everything was kind of going haywire. Um, I was actually, since I was so, like my sinuses were so bad, I was like revisiting Boy Meets World on Hulu. And apparently Topanga knew what Mercury Retrograde was. So I was watching this as a kid and this all completely went over my head. And she was saying something about how Mercury Retrograde is something that makes completing projects really difficult and just creates overall chaos everywhere. I mean, it's terrible for communication. I feel like there have been so many, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be terrible. I think, I think good conversations, important conversations can come through Mercury retrograde, but you kind of have to uh, like be really conscious of what you're saying. Cause I think, especially since Mercury retrograde has been in Pisces, which is a really emotional, uh, it's a really emotional sign. Um, I feel like a lot of people were very much in their feelings or like overly emotional, overly reactive. So it was really an important time to kind of like, I guess, be really mindful of what you're saying and um, trying to speak as clearly as possible because just the communication lines were like all over the place. So it's been quite a time. (laughs) I feel like this Mercury retrograde definitely made people who were skeptical about it totally start believing it. Um, But anyway, it was like such a difficult time for me to complete anything just because of like my sinuses and then like all this stuff was coming up and I was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, can I just catch a break so I can get some shit done? Even though I have been working on something in the meantime, that's been really, really like I'm so excited about it and I'm hoping that I'll have it ready for you guys next week. Like it's that soon, but like, I'm so, so excited about it because I really think that it can help so many of you um, because it definitely helped me. So I can't wait for that. So I have been doing stuff. I have been working, even though I've been off of the podcast, doesn't really mean anything. Um, But yeah, here we are. I'm so thankful that all of you guys are so patient with me. I love that you guys still kept like reaching out and telling me how much you've been enjoying the podcast, how much it's resonating with you, that it's helping you. And I just really, really appreciate it. Please keep your ratings and reviews coming. They really do keep the show not just growing, but it also helps it to actually get better because when you leave a review, be sure to let me know what stood out for you. Like in the podcast so far, if there was a particular episode, what you might want to hear more about, the subjects you might want me to dive even deeper into. It'll just really help to give me a clearer idea of what you want to see more of. So 
Anyway, even though my allergies were a mess and Instagram was down at some point, um, I have been on and off of Instagram over the past few weeks anyway, just checking in with you guys and continuing like connecting with you. You guys know that's my favorite, favorite, favorite part of what I do is I love to talk to you guys and get to know you and just really help you guys out in any ways that I can. But I posted something a few days ago about trusting your gut and trusting your intuition. And I did a poll asking if you've ever regretted not trusting your intuition the first time or even first five times. Okay, maybe even like the first 500 times. <laughs> no judgments. We've all done that so many times. And I was actually really surprised because I wasn't expecting the response to be so much on one side. Like it was overwhelming. Like 98, no joke, 98% of you guys said absolutely yes. There were so many of you that were DMing me and letting me know like details of the story happened so often to you that your initial gut reaction was often like so often correct. And I have to be honest that even with myself, like I've looked back on any times, like I really sat and because I had a lot of time to think <laughs> and I've sat and I've thought about like, has there ever been a time where my intuition was wrong? And for the most part, like I was literally racking my brain trying to find like one instance where I was wrong about something or someone that I felt really strongly some kind of way. Like I had that, you know, that gnawing feeling where you're just like, mm, I don't know, like it looks good, but I don't know. Or like you can't let go of something and you're trying to figure out whether it is it you or is it like something's actually going on. So honestly, I couldn't think of one instance like I, not one instance where my initial gut reaction wasn't at least mostly correct and I mean there were even more times where it was like not only was I correct but there was even more to the story but that's like a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other thing but um it just made me think about any times that I've been betrayed or had to like exit a situation a relationship a friendship whatever it might have been I mean the writing was so often on the wall from very, very early on. I can't say that there were any experiences in my life where I could really say, you know what, I was totally blindsided. Like, it, not really. Like, that didn't really happen. Um, like, when I, when I thought something, like, it always turned out to be pretty much the story. Sometimes even in a first meeting, like, looking back, I was like, wow, I should have known. It was, like, kind of obvious, like, even back then. You know, why did I make an excuse for this thing? Or why was I so understanding? And the last episode that I uploaded prior to this one went into a lot about, like, the fine line between being really understanding and being someone's, like, unsolicited lawyer. Like, sitting there and making excuses for their behavior, justifying their actions, like, above and beyond what is actually warranted. And it's always been above and beyond when somehow you feel like, like, if you feel like you are getting a sense of something and you're kind of like trying to justify and like make excuses and like trying to talk yourself out of like, no, 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 it's not, it's not what I think it is. It's like, it's not what it looks like or it's not what it feels like. And in the meantime, like you kind of feel like you have that feeling. It's like in your gut where it's like, mm -mm, you're doing something wrong. Like there's almost like, it's almost like a part of you feels like it's suffering when you are ignoring your intuition and you're ignoring your gut. And what's so disappointing, though, is I feel like we all have to reach that kind of breaking point, like that rock bottom dead end in any situation before we can redirect ourselves and change course. I mean, really think about it, because as I was saying, the writing was so often written very clearly on the wall, like often in bright fucking red, red flags hanging all around, bells, whistles, lights, all of it all from very, very early on. 
And I would give the benefit of the doubt over and over and over and over again. And I think that's a lot of us. And from what I was seeing from the responses that I was getting from the polls and everything, it seemed like that was the overwhelming response. And why is that? Like, are we taught to give people the benefit of the doubt? Like, at what point, like, I'm really trying to think about, like, was there ever a time where I was maybe taught to give people the benefit of the doubt or where maybe my intuition was downplayed or something? Like, I'm trying to think, like, because they say most of whatever's you know, quote unquote, wrong with us, like whatever our major flaws are, our major issues are, or whatever, like the people who we are have been shaped from when we were really, really young. So I've been trying to think about was there ever a time where I felt like my intuition was downplayed? And I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. But then again, maybe I'm suppressing something. I don't know. But I just really wonder where that came from. But from what I was gathering from a lot of you guys is that you had like a parent or family members or teachers or something like authority figures in your life from when you were very young who were kind of like trying to tell you like, no, 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 it's not that bad. Or it's not what it looks like. Or it's not quite what you think. And then it would be like exactly what you fucking thought. But anyway, it's kind of like we were primed to be giving the benefit of the doubt and to like, question ourselves all the time rather than question our surroundings and our circumstances. I mean, why question yourself? You know what's going on inside of you. You don't know what's going on inside of other people. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, it's kind of like backwards when you really, really think about it, right? So like I was saying, I was looking back and there hasn't been even one time that I could really say that giving the benefit of the doubt to someone else was of any benefit to me in the end. And this is what I was hearing again from so, so many of you. And it made me wonder... If our own intuition has proven itself to have such a great track record, why do we continue to doubt it every other time it tells us, hey, I don't think this person means you well. Hey, this person is using you. Hey, this person doesn't really care about you. Hey, this is just a connection of their convenience. Hey, don't trust this person. Hey, maybe you should slow down here and collect more data. Or, hey, we've got enough data, time to make a fucking decision. And the list goes on. And I quote Mad Men a lot because it's honestly such a brilliant show. There's so much psychology underneath it all, which makes sense since the creator of the show was actually a writer on The Sopranos, fun fact. And that's like another show that's got a strong psychology foundation to it, I guess you could say. Um, But there's a quote in Mad Men where the main character, Don Draper, says, People tell you who they are, but we ignore it because we want them to be who we want them to be. It's like we decide the role that someone is going to play. When they've shown us, like, for example, you could give a person the lead role or give them a role in general who doesn't even actually fit the description of what the role actually requires. Like, think of it like this. Would you think it would be a good idea to cast Danny DeVito to play Jack in Titanic? Fuck no. So why are you casting dickhead Dan as the object of your affection? Why are you casting backstabbing Bridget as your closest friend and confidant? Don't give me that I see potential for them to be this or that one day with the right coaching. I've got news for you. And I love Danny DeVito, by the way. I think he's a phenomenal actor. But for the roles that he plays, like the roles that he plays are exactly the roles that he's meant to play. Like you can coach him all day. Not that he needs acting coaching, but you could coach him all day. It's not going to make him the perfect choice to play Mr. Smith opposite Angelina Jolie, right? Like in in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It'd be a totally different movie. I'd watch it, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Potential is bullshit. Everybody has potential to be a decent fucking human being. Not everybody acts on it. (laughs) Not everybody 
uses that potential. Everybody's got the potential in them to be a decent human being. Not everybody takes advantage of that. Not everybody decides to actually, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk of being an actual decent human being. This isn't about like, look, everybody's going to have flaws. Everybody's going to have flaws. Nobody's a perfect human being. There's no such thing as that. But you have to be realistic with what someone's capabilities and intentions actually are. Here's what I'm trying to say. There comes a point, often very quickly, where things become obvious. If the bad is obvious and the good is questionable, debatable, just not fucking obvious, then the writing's on the wall. It's code orange. Why are you sticking around until code red? Like, get the fuck out. Get your scissors. Start cutting people out. Start making new plans for yourself. Start moving forward. And at the very least, fucking place some boundaries. Y'all, it took me 29 whole years to realize that if it's not obvious, it's not real. Nothing is real until it feels obvious. Like, no doubts, no questions. Here's a little exercise that I want you to do. If you are the person that has been right more often than not, you're in that my intuition was right 98% of the time, if not 100% of the time. Anyway, let's get into the exercise. So if you can, I want you to close your eyes and think about what it would feel like to absolutely trust someone. Okay, if you have someone in mind that you already know that without a shadow of a doubt, you can trust them with just about anything. Like they've never betrayed you. They've never betrayed your trust. They've never given you any reason to like question them or doubt them. You've never actually felt any need to question them or doubt them. Maybe it's a friend or a parent or a family member, a therapist, a counselor, whatever it might be. Just imagine what it would feel like to absolutely trust someone. Like how does that feel in your body? Feel your shoulders. Are they relaxing? Like, what is? what do your insides feel like? Now compare that to how you actually feel about a person that you are wondering about, that you are skeptical about, that you are suspicious of. You notice a gap. Now, if it's a small one, that might be okay. Maybe it might be your own insecurities or your own past stories. But be honest. Is it just that? Is it just you? If it's an actual small gap, trust yourself to make the right decision when the truth becomes obvious, whatever that truth might be. Be open to it being obvious in a positive way. But understand that if it's not obvious, it's not the truth yet. If the bad isn't obvious, that's cool too. But look, we don't just go out and trust people completely right away, right? You're not going to do that. Like maybe you haven't seen anything bad yet. You don't have all the facts or any real evidence yet. That's okay. But if you have just that little, maybe something's, this is funny, like just a little whisper, like a little hint of, let me pay attention here. Just remember that if the bad is obvious and the good is questionable, if any of it is questionable, go with what's obvious. Now, if you notice a huge gap, obviously, like a huge gap, a huge difference in the way that you feel, then of course you've got to you've got to start, you know, taking out your scissors, cutting people off, making some major major changes. Like you've got to make some moves, you've got to protect yourself at whatever cost. It doesn't have to be a dramatic one. Like if you could think of something where it's like you can kind of do it in a sort of easy, slow, 
gradual way. That doesn't have to be super dramatic. You can do that. You have the right to do that. But what's important is that you start making some moves to protect yourself. And if you are in a situation where maybe the bad is not quite obvious, but not that questionable, or like the good is really, really getting questionable, um, it may be time to, at minimum, set some boundaries. Decide what they are on your own first and have a plan for the future from here on out. You have to protect yourself. You, you're all you have. Now, again, like I said, not everything requires like a big dramatic show, but think about and consider how you, through action, maybe even simple language, how you can set some boundaries. How will they react to them? Think about that. Think about how you know or how you assume they may react. Assume the opposite too. Hey, you might be surprised. But be prepared to have your boundaries tested because this is something that I I had never really thought of. Like I had heard of people saying to set boundaries like throughout my whole entire life and I didn't even really understand the concept of boundaries. I never really understood boundaries. Like it sounded like so ridiculous to me. And then now as I've gotten older and older, I'm like, holy shit, if you don't have boundaries, it's like you've got nothing. Um, boundaries are super, super, super important. They're the most surefire way of protecting yourself um, against people taking basically more than they should be taking from you, whether that's your time, your energy, your sanity, your peace. I mean, it's very, very important. If you don't have your sanity, your peace, you've got nothing. Okay. If you don't have control over your time and your energy, like a say over that, you've got nothing. So these are things that you really need to safeguard. Um, Even, you know, I mean, we don't even have to get dramatic, like even to take off like intuition and all that off of the table, like even just in all of your interpersonal relationships, there needs to be some form of boundaries, just like other people need to have boundaries too. The world is a better place with boundaries because people need to know their limits because when people don't know their limits, oh, it's a free for all. Anyway, as I was saying, think about what your boundaries are. Think about how you can enforce them in really simple, clear language. Um, have consequences for them. Like if there's something you don't want to talk about anymore, you can let people know. If there's something that you don't want to tolerate anymore, you can let people know, hey, if you do this again, then I'm going to have to do this. And you have to stick to it because if you don't stick to it, you're up shit's creek. But the thing that I had never heard of when it came to boundaries is that you need to be prepared for them to be tested and tested multiple times. Because, I mean, I'm sure we've all had moments in our lives where we were like, okay, this is enough. And maybe we've even told somebody like, this is it. This is enough. This is the, you know, if you do this, then I'm, you know, going to have to do this instead or whatever it might be. Like we've set the boundary. We've let it be known. And we have set the state of the consequence too. And we've still ended up having our boundary tested. Like we've set our boundaries. We're like, okay, here's my boundary. And that's it. We think the work is done. And then all of a sudden our boundary is tested and it blows away like a fucking tumbleweed and we're confused. Like what happened? Well, you can't expect to suddenly put up a fence where people were roaming free for a whole lot of time without consequence and not expect them to feel like they're somehow entitled to keep hopping the thing. Like they may even walk up and be like, oh, you put up a fence. Good for you. Who for? Not me, right? I Like I was just here yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. Come on, you know me. I hope my analogies are helping to make some sense and like clear, paint a clearer picture for you so you can really understand how boundaries work because they will be tested, especially when you start telling people 
uh, they can't do something that they used to be able to do very freely. People don't take well to that at all. Even if they're not bad people, even if they're well-meaning people, it's kind of like human nature where people just want to get away with as much as they can possibly get away with. My point is that if you're like me and I'm a closeted detective, I want to know everything and I don't want enough evidence. I want all the evidence. And I see it in so many others as well. And social media makes it way too freaking easy for us to find out all kinds of things. But instead of people obsessing, okay, over why something is off, instead of just accepting it's off and it's off for a reason. When your intuition is telling you that something is off about a situation, it's like all of a sudden we've got a mystery to solve, okay? Like it becomes like a case we need to crack, right? Because we want the answer, because we feel like that answer is going to give us closure. It's almost like we can't even move forward until we have the answer of like what exactly it is instead of just trusting and accepting that if it feels off, It probably is off and it's off for a reason. Now, they say that rejection, for example, is protection. And when things fall apart, it's for the best of everyone. And I truly do believe in that. Like there is not a single person that is not in my life today that used to be like literally not a single person that I have had contact with that I no longer do that I'm like, oh, I wish they would come back. I wish we could talk again. I wish we could reconnect. That's not to say that they were all awful people or that I hate them in any way or that I don't have some fond memories with them. Of course, um, there were there were so many good times that I've had with so many of those people, so many funny moments, some things that like I'll remember randomly and I'll laugh. But overall, story wise, like I look back and I'm like, oh, no, I would never, never, never want to do that dance again. Like I've seen something like there was a like a a t-shirt or something that somebody had posted where it was like don't text your ex or whatever and I was just kind of like do people still do that like people are still texting like there's not a single person I've ever been in any way shape or form like intimate with or like in a relationship with like from the past that I have any interest like any like unless you're like currently in my life I really don't want anything to do with you please stay in wherever you are (laughs) please like do not think that I want to reconnect I don't (laughs) I don't I'm just like I found it so wild to me because I was like I can't believe that people are still doing that like adult grown women and and men are like out there texting their exes I was like how is that why that doesn't make any sense to me um so yeah there's just like absolutely nobody from my past where I was just like oh my god I would love to talk like there's nobody um and I'm sure that maybe a lot of you can relate in some way like with things and people that you've gotten a good enough distance right like there were things that I totally would have like wanted like closer to when um that was all going on but like now I'm just so thrilled that that's like that it didn't work out or that I didn't get what I thought I wanted or that that person didn't stick around because I mean, at the end of the day, people are who they are and they're not, they're, they're not going to change. So, you know, be real with yourself. Yes, of course you should envision what you want and trust that you're going to get what you want, but it might not look exactly like you think is best for you right now. Hindsight, like I said, is twenty twenty. Okay. So if you're in a situation where you were like, oh, I wish that this would just go differently, but like, I just have this feeling that it's like, there's something off with this person. Like, don't fight it. Like, it's fine. And at the end of the day, because I know that everybody, like when it comes to following your intuition and trusting your gut, it's really important to take time for yourself, to really journal, process, tune into yourself, ask yourself questions, because your gut and your intuition knows things that you don't even know how it knows them. Like it knows things before you even know. 
But of course, like ask yourself, like if you're someone that didn't trust your intuition in a number of scenarios in the past, maybe you've overstayed to dig for more information or to like find out for sure and ended up being right about what you were feeling in so many cases. Why are you continuing to ignore your intuition? What are you afraid of? Is it a scarcity mindset? Is it a fear of missing out? You know, journal about it, meditate on it and just take some time with it. Because when you identify what it is, it makes it so much easier to recognize when you're doing it again so that you can actually catch yourself. It's why self-awareness is so important. Because, you know, sometimes people will say, well, what if it's like me just being anxious versus like my actual intuition? You still have to take certain things into consideration. And if you're somebody who's more of like an anxious type, then maybe there were scenarios where you gave the benefit of the doubt and it ended up working out okay. Or... In that case, I would also say like if you're more of like an anxious person, that's where I would say maybe consult other people that are around you because a lot of the times um, the people around you can actually see things a little bit more clearly or even a lot more clearly than you can. Sometimes when you're looking at something or you're in something um, and you're too close to it, sometimes it's hard to really see what's actually happening, what's actually taking place. Um, You don't have that like wider scope of vision, like to really see it in a more like 360 kind of way. In that case, I would recommend asking people what they think or listening to other people's um, opinions, people, people who you trust, of course, like people who you trust, people who you know, have your best interests at heart. But if you're on the other hand, somebody who your own intuition was always right, and it was right more way more often than not, then I would say trust your own gut. Trust your own intuition and really tune in and listen to yourself. Start getting into the habit of listening to yourself and paying attention to what your spirit is basically trying to tell you. Like if it's trying to tell you to pay attention to something, pay attention to it. But you also have to kind of check yourself too. Something that I would recommend doing is if your intuition is telling you something or you have like a feeling about something and you're kind of trying to, again, you're in that excuse mode, the benefit of the doubt mode, ask yourself this. Ask yourself, why do I want to believe this? Or why might I not want to believe this? And kind of do a little bit of a comparison and get really honest with yourself and see if you are maybe afraid of trusting your intuition. Um, Again, it's like, is it a scarcity mindset? Is it a fear of missing out on something? But the questions that you ask yourself are so, so important. And I think if you are trying to talk yourself out of something that your intuition or your gut is trying to tell you or is kind of nagging at you, um, ask yourself why you might want to believe the benefit of the doubt, why you might want to believe that it is worth giving the benefit of the doubt. And really think about that and see what comes up for you. And I know that there's also like this fear, I think, where people are like, well, if I follow my intuition... And like, what if I am actually wrong about it? I feel like if somebody, if a circumstance is for you, it will prove that it's for you. Maybe not like forever. I mean, there's friendships and relationships and partnerships of all kinds that eventually fall apart. And I do believe that even when you are in something that that isn't really like, it doesn't feel like it's the best thing for you. I think it still serves you in some way. I feel like there's not really ever a wasted um, experience or a wasted uh, interaction or relationship or anything with people. I feel like everything teaches us something that leads us to the next 
to the next part of our lives. But I really truly believe that if something is for you, at least in the foreseeable future, like it will prove itself to be so. But always, always, always when it comes to, because again, with intuition, like the huge thing that comes up is trust. And then people are like, well, I can't trust people because, you know, this, that, and the other. At the end of the day, it's really important to remember that the only person that you ever need to trust is yourself. To trust yourself to make the right decision if and when you need to, because eventually, especially if it's something that turns out to be what you, your intuition was telling you wasn't right, you're going to eventually get to a point where you're going to have to make a decision or the decision will be made for you. So it's really about trusting yourself to do what's right at the right time. You will know, like you will know without a shadow of a doubt, like what the right time is. It's like a light switch goes off. And also in every, 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 every circumstance, in every scenario, don't ever invest more than you are willing to lose, okay? This is also why boundaries are so important um, because you have to protect your time. You have to protect your energy. You have to protect your sanity, your peace. So those are really like the main things that I have to say. Like trust your intuition. Ask yourself, like I really like, I've even been asking myself, you know, why was there why were there so many moments in the past where my intuition was correct and I'll still like to this day like I'll doubt myself at times um I've gotten into the habit of learning to trust myself more trust my intuition more trust like the kind of like divine order of things it's kind of the reason why I don't really stress out so much because I mean maybe there's a lot of people who are younger than me that are listening to this podcast, but people who are like my age or older, like I'm 29, there has never been anything in my life that I could tell, like anytime I look back, like everything that happened, I can see the reason why it had to happen that way because it led to one thing, which led to another thing. And it somehow always works out in some weird, bizarre way. Even when it doesn't work out exactly how you might've hoped, or wanted um, and that like we can have a whole argument about like manifestation and all of that which I do totally believe in Um, but putting that all aside like I do really see how the dots connect eventually like things always make sense eventually at first things can look chaotic Um, in the middle of things things can look chaotic at the end you could be like what the fuck was that and then you get to get some distance and you start to realize like, oh, now I get it. Like now it makes sense. Or I I see now why that, why that had to happen that way. And whenever I think of things from the past, it kind of reminds me of like, don't stress yourself out too much about anything that's going on like right now in your life, because there's, there's a reason for all of it. What I, what I hope that you got out of this episode is that it gave you an idea of your intuition your own power, to trust the power of your own intuition, to trust yourself, to know when to set boundaries, how to set boundaries, why it's so important to set boundaries, and to also just not really overthink or overstress anything because at the end of it, like it all, it all serves you in some way, shape, or form. Um, so even if you're going through something right now where you're like, wow, this makes no sense. Like think back to how many times things from the past made like absolutely no sense to you. And then eventually with time, it's like, well, that was pointless to give a shit about. Cause like, I don't give a shit about it now, or it doesn't really make a difference. You know how they say like, don't stress out about something that's not going to matter in like five years or something. Think of it like that. Like really learn to train yourself to sort of have more of like a bird's eye view of things because that at the end is that's, 
that's like that higher self version of yourself. Like I remember hearing something because I, I do listen to a lot of like Abraham Hicks and things. And I remember hearing something about how when you are feeling bad about a situation, like if you're upset about something, if you're angry about something, um, it's usually because you're in disagreement with your higher self. Like your higher self knows what's right for you, what the purpose of things is. Um, and it thinks that everything that's happening is is fine. Like it thinks that it's fine. Like you're going to be okay. What keeps you from things being okay or feeling okay is your thoughts about it, your feelings about it. And that can kind of keep you kind of more trapped in a situation or circumstance or an emotional place for longer than you necessarily need to, which is a very interesting concept. It's something that like I, I, I think about a lot, like whenever I feel um, discouraged by something or disappointed or upset or angry. I'll think about that and I'll be like, well, I guess what's good about this? Like what could be good about this? Um, what's this here to teach me? Or I guess it's just not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like what if this isn't that big of a deal? What if it only looks like it's a big deal right now? Um, and that really helps. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you got something out of it. If you did and you haven't yet left a rating and review, I would really appreciate it. If you did so, you could do that in your podcast app or on iTunes. It only takes like a few minutes. When you're done, screenshot it and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com and I will add you to my mailing list. You can receive my free hair care tips and secrets that will help you grow like the longest and healthiest hair of your life and so much more. Feel free to keep sharing this podcast with your friends and family if there's an episode that you think would really resonate with someone or help them pass it along to them it's not just about helping the show to grow it's really about helping to make an impact and to help other people's lives like literally i've been through a number of things in my life not to say that there aren't people who've been through much much worse but there have been things in my life that have happened and i really appreciate that i have this podcast so that i feel like i could take whatever it is that i've experienced and help other people learn from it um, and benefit from it and not have to feel as much pain as maybe I felt in past experiences. And I think that should always be something that you should bring to the forefront of your mind whenever you are in a troubling experience. Like really think about like what you can get out of it because it could give you a lot of compassion and a lot of insight and really help you to help those around you. Like you don't need to have a podcast. You don't need to have like thousands and millions of followers or whatever on social media or wherever. Honestly, we all have such a profound amount of potential to really influence the people around us. Like think about it. If all of us were able to help those around us and actually made the choice to do that and set the intention to do that, how much better would the world be? Like don't ever doubt how much you can help people just because you don't have a a huge audience like there's like I'm not fucking Oprah right but I'm still here and I'm still doing whatever I possibly can and hopefully it helps people I mean of course that's my intention you can't save everybody but um, you can definitely help more people than you could ever imagine so open yourself up to that help yourself help others and um, yeah as always I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday